Hey, welcome to episode 78 of Tangible Takeaways. Uh, man, so glad that you're here. I'm joined by Shane. And uh, we're going to be cooking something special today. What we got, Shane? Well, today I have a snack I like to call the Sourdough Delight. Sourdough Delight. All that and more on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. What are we going to be making today? Today we're going to make something I like to call the sourdough delight. Ooh, sounds delightful. Yes, it's good. Uh, if somebody was wanting to cook alongside us today, mm-hmm. what do they need to have? What are the ingredients? Well, the first thing you're going to need, hence the name, you're going to need some sourdough. Naturally, so we'll that two, makes sense. Two pieces of sourdough. And um, I have two options because okay. I know not a lot of people are fans of cottage cheese, oh. but that is a good base layer okay. for one option, which I love. And then we're gonna have some diced tomato. Okay. With also some slices of avocado. Wow. And at the end, depending on if you do the cottage cheese or not, I have my wonderful blend from Kinder's. Ah. This is a local special where I'm from in the uh, the Bay Area of Northern okay. California. So John Kinder has a lot of great sauces and blends, but this is good just to kind of Sprinkle on top. Yeah, it's just salt, pepper, and garlic. Are you sponsored by Kinders? I am not, and hopefully this video will allow us to become sponsored. Okay, yeah, Yeah. you're hoping. Fingers crossed. Okay, uh, great. Well, what's step one? Where do we start? Step one, I think we should start toasting some bread. So we'll do the two toasts right here. Try to find some good pieces that don't have too much. Oh, look at that. Perfect. No holes. So we'll put them in this toaster right here. I've never used this toaster oven. So I don't know how long we should do it, but that's kind of like our time frame. I was thinking you're nuts for the way you put those in, but I know. I realized they're too wide. They won't fit. So one side, we might need to flip and do a little okay. warmth. So while that's cooking, I did wash the tomato. Nice. Avocado didn't wash. So we're gonna kind of dice the tomatoes. Okay, so first give me a starting spot and then help me. All right, so what? I'm gonna it. take this chunk off first because no one yeah. likes the, the no, end. You don't want the end. And there's still a little bad stuff on that one, but anyway. We'll put those to the side. So to dice a tomato, you want to kind of go half, almost all the way down, Jackson. Okay. But not all the way, right? So you're going to kind of just do that. not a full cut. Yeah, not a full cut. And you kind of do it a few times, but nice, nice little cuts, right? Okay, here, let me get a try. You want to try some of the end? So kind of go near near the end. I probably, I wasn't going all the way down, but we'll make it work. Okay, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going to cut near to the end of it, and then we're going to switch, go the opposite way, kind of making that like that checkerboard. This way? Yep, now go that way. Okay, and I'm going down. Do you want me to go all the way to the end? Or yeah, try I to go Yeah, more okay. to the end. A little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah how yeah. regular of a snack is this uh, sourdough delight for you, Sean? Um, if we have sourdough in the house, it, uh-huh. I think it's more, and cottage cheese, because that's my favorite It's part. on the regular? Yeah, um, it happens a lot. Left that one too big. That's okay. okay. And then, so same also thing. Also, not to the end. Not to the end, but close to it. And then I'll show you. We'll flip it over, and then we'll dice those that ah. tomato. It's okay. Thank you. Kind of hold okay, together. so right, we'll make it work. Um, you eat this on the regular. Yeah. And like, how many times a week? Is this a once a week thing? No, so? I'm like I said, if there's sourdough. So I mean, I could probably go through this bag within a week. I mean, I love sourdough. Wow. Like, it sounds bad. And you like sourdough specifically in this combo? Yeah. So we're gonna kind of hold this together, so. So I'll help you hold it. My apologies. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the sourdough flavor, the crunch. You could do many things with sourdough, I think, you know. Um, but this is just a kind of a fresh way. I know we're still kind of in the cold season, but, you know, spring's coming around. And this is a good fresh snack. It's, um, it fills you up. Cottage cheese has a lot of good protein, 
um, just the avocado and the nutrition, so the tomatoes are good. And what do you right. say to people who right. are like... So we're pretty good on that one? That's looking good. Let's try this one. So okay. now, if I put it on side... Okay. And you already got some dice going on. Oh, look, got a little dicing. I'm gonna put the bread back in on the other okay. side. So now, now go I'm this way going all the way down. To dice that sucker, yeah. And so I'm gonna kind of heat up the bread again and feel a little warm, but kind of give it some side. This is <clears> feeling, <throat> feeling bad. It's okay. But we're just gonna, yeah, just, it's, you know, it's looking good. Feeling like maybe some of our tangible takeaways viewers are going to be judging me for this one. It's okay. They can this judge is, all they want. I'm going to tell you right now, this is harder than graham cracker peanut butter ganache. Yeah. But it's going to taste better too. Yeah, thank you. There's more work I'm to looking it. Looking forward to it. So, so, what would you say to people who are not big fans of the cottage cheese um, texture? Would yeah. you say, hey, you haven't given it enough of a try? You know, yeah, because I, like I enough dice there. To be honest, I was a cottage. I started eating cottage cheese only a year ago. Oh, okay. So I'm really new to it's it, and I was recent. like, this is actually pretty good. Um, that's, that's enough tomato. Okay. Yeah. So this one, do you know how to cut an avocado? You want to go, I'm assuming, down the middle. Yeah. Yep. Cut and then you down. hit that guy, and then you want to do the... The seed. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so hopefully pop Now you got to do the twist. Okay. And then you can kind of just whack it. Whoa. And then do a little pull off the, the seed, pull that on the side. We're having napkins, so... She's got some and then serious competencies. You want to kind of like scoop this guy out. So, just so scoop them out like that. Do you want to scoop it? Here, I'll do this other one. Okay. You do that one. So, we'll scoop so I'm going cutter. around the edge here. Yeah, try to make it as whole as possible. Okay. And, and then this, near the end, you can kind of... This is easier than kinda, the tomato. Yeah, and you kind of push out with the end. So, with that. So, we'll do small slices on this one. Kind of give it that nice uh, restaurant look, you know. Restaurant look. Shane. Um, depending on where you go, right? Oh, this is probably oh. not the best Off knife the cutting board. for this, but it's what we are given. I like it. You know, they look like little, you know, half moons or or a green rainbow. I don't know. Okay, that's not allowed <laughs> in the kitchen. It's okay. Though. I was trying to get it over there. I know. Um, but yeah, so the, the slices, the that's pretty good, right? The slices. Okay, okay so now we, our toast looks pretty good. We're looking toasted. We don't really have a plate, so this bread got a little kind of weird, right? Okay. Um, Everything's going on the bread anyways. Yeah, I need to, I don't have another napkin though. There's a napkin back here. I don't want to put this in there. Oh, there's a napkin right over there. Are okay. we allowed to leave the set? I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you one. All right, we'll leave the set. Grab the napkins and we can kind of wash our hands, uh, clean our hands and Clean Not these sponsored by Jersey Mike's. So are you, I'll do the one with cottage cheese, you wanna do the one without okay. cottage cheese? and we'll cut them in half so that we can try either one. Um, sure, yes, we will do that. Just cause I wanna know, you know, I'm not, just to throw some respect on those people who are not big cottage cheese fans. Let me flip it over and be a little more flat, there you go. I am not the biggest of cottage cheese fans, okay. but I feel like, you it's, know, yeah. you could awaken something in me today. No, yeah, a lot of people. What's going on this one without So you're cheese? just going to put some avocado okay. slices on that sucker. That'll be the base. Throwing these guys down. And your tomato will be last. Okay. And I'm assuming I want a pretty full coverage here. Yeah, a good amount. So we might need to cut some more because I'm going to use some too. So just kind of put that on there, you know. Oh, man. Kind of to your preference. You know, do you want a lot? Do you want a little? You know... I think cooking brings back some, this isn't even really cooking, but cooking brings back some like, I like that. kindergarten type vibes for me. You know, like as a kindergartner, when you would just kind of like fumble around with scissors and mm -hmm. like you were just not good at anything. 
Yeah. That's how cooking makes me feel. The avocado is slippery. My hands, I can't even grab it. I'm like, man, I feel I like can... a child. Yeah, I think that's a lot of things in life, probably Some too. Some people feel very competent around it. And yeah. Shout out to them. So, Am I looking full coverage here? Yeah, so then okay. here I clean my spoon. So put some tomato on it the way you want it. Okay. And... Am I, I smashing any of this or I'm leaving it as is? I would is. just kind of leave it Maybe. as is. Okay, you know. I like your style, Shane. Do that. Kind of how it was given to us. So we'll close that. Okay, so why did you start doing cottage cheese so recently? I'm gonna use your spoon. I, I think I was, to be honest, this was kind of boring to me. And, but also it okay. kind of creates- so you were doing this already. Yeah, you I would added, do that, yeah. the recipe mm -hmm. over time. Yeah, I would do that. Is that looking good? Yeah, it looks great. Okay. Um, we could probably slice yours and mine, but then we, if you want, do, so this is the little seasoning I like I'm to put down on. for the seasoning. Yeah, and you don't have to get this. A lot of people love the everything but bagel seasoning too. Oh, okay. That's another good one. That was what I actually thought it was on first Yeah, so I actually, it. you know, I was looking for that too, but they didn't have any of that. So just put a little to your amount, your liking. It's got good smells. Did you hear that though? That, that wonderful. That was, that was good crunch. That nice crunch. That's what you want. Okay, let me get the. Let me get the. You know. You want the audio in for that? Yeah, you want that. You're gonna be happy with that shit. That is the good stuff. We'll amp that up in post. So. Okay, now the bite. Moment a napkin just in case. Just in case. Good call. Good call. Okay. So you're doing without cottage cheese. So you're. I'm, okay. I'm gonna try it. All right. Let me cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Mm -hmm. Do you want to try one with yeah, cottage cheese? Yeah, I do. That seasoning, that's a, that's a humdinger right there. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It brings out the best of the tomato, mm -hmm. I think. Okay. I'm there with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if we weren't chatting the way we were, you mm -hmm. can make that snack really quick. Uh-huh. Sourdough delight, just ready to go. Rock and roll. And you See, have a, a my snack. thing with cottage cheese is my wife will make a toast in the morning that's got cottage cheese and honey mm. and then some, like, flaky salt. Um, but cottage cheese is so savory to me. I kind of have a hard time, like, going mm -hmm. sweet with it. But she likes mashing those flavors up. She's a big yeah. foodie. I don't think, yeah. But this is a very, like... This makes sense to me because it's savory. You've got the garlic. Is this got garlic in it? Yeah, there's some garlic Salt, in it. Salt, pepper, and yep. garlic, yep. you know, seasoning in there. Mm -hmm. We'll flash the kinders. Um, I feel like it goes a little bit better together. Mm -hmm. So um, as much as I'm not a cottage cheese guy, this has won me over. I would encourage people cooking along with us. Worth a try. Yeah, worth a try definitely try it. You won't regret it. It's great. Um, tell me this. We're talking about, in this whole series that we're doing, we're talking about Jesus and food. Mm -hmm. um, kind of a, maybe an unconventional thing for a lot of people to think about combining those two topics of Jesus and food. How do you see, like, God use food throughout Scripture? Like, what's that kind of connection to you as to why Jesus would even be so intentional about sitting down with people over a meal and stuff like that? What do you think is kind of holy about it or why is it that God works through food and meals? Well, I mean, the first thing is God obviously provides all the food, right? Mm. And just from just the very beginning, God created everything in the heavens and the earth. So we see that there's a, 
you obviously know that there's going to be a need for these things I'm creating. You know, yeah. people are going to need it and want it. And then I even think too, when the Israelites, you know, are able to leave Egypt, now he leads them out and he's, he's so giving them, you know, manna, but it's food mm. to sustain them. But all during this time, I think when Jesus is around the table, like food brings people together, mm. you know, and um, our family, we like to have dinners a lot too with, with the family. I think it's very important. And right now we're teaching our kids, you know, we have a candle and we light the candle. Yeah. And then when we light the candle, my two boys who are four and two, they say, Jesus is light. You know, it's like what this conversation is so going to be led by God. It's going to be, you know, God honoring conversations. And we want to have these conversations with one another. But food is there, too, to keep us there, too, to kind of nourish us yeah. in that moment. And so I just think that's a food just brings everyone together, you know, like and who wants to eat alone, too? Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, I've been there before because I had to get something real quick, but it's kind of depressing. And it never feels natural to eat. No, right? no. There's just something about it that is so clearly supposed to be done with other people. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, maybe this is a weird way that my brain works, but whenever I think about something like food, I think, you know, if you go back to the fact that God created it, one of the questions you have to ask yourself is, okay, but he didn't have to create things this way. Right? We could have not needed food at all. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, even if we were going to need something, it could have been dirt. And it could be a non-enjoyable experience that would nourish us. Yeah. But there's so much enjoyment in food. Mm -hmm. There's so much um, like preference and satisfaction there. But then also, he designed us with a need for food. Yeah. So when I put all that together, I think it's this really cool thing in creation that God designed us with a need for food. Mm -hmm. I think that's because he wants us to remember our need for him yeah. and our need to be provided for, yeah. that I'm not self-sufficient, right? If he made me without any need for food or water, I would be pretty prone to think I'm pretty self-sufficient. I can mm -hmm. kind of do whatever I want, however I want, but I'm reminded when I need to come back and eat food, I can't work independently. Yeah. But then on the other side, when I get to explore all of my preference and I do or don't like cottage cheese and wow, you add the seasoning and it like creates this explosion of flavor with pretty normal flavors Basic here. In, yeah, and tomato and um, avocado and cottage cheese, but then that seasoning brings all this stuff out of it. Yeah. It's this great reminder of God's artistry and his creativity and how he creates. Mm -hmm. So I think you've got this really cool convergence around food. But then the fact that people are there, it's like, of course, Jesus is going to want to be there. Oh, yeah. And you're a youth pastor. You know, if you're going to throw any youth event that you want kids to be at. Oh, we got it. Yeah. I tell them ahead of time what kind of food is going to be there, what kind of drinks we're going to have. Uh -huh. And then I'll even say, hey, bring us your best dessert Yeah. to share with others, you know, because it's fun, too, because then they get to express like, hey, I made this, mm. you know, and these are the ingredients. Yeah. And so people kind of like, yeah, they all come to the table, too, with what they brought as well. And they're excited. Yeah. Food brings people together mm -hmm. in a powerful way. Yeah. And then when you look at this example of this story, um, I think it's a kind of complicated one that we're evaluating this weekend, mm -hmm. um, where you've got Mary and Martha, and it doesn't, I think when we read it today, it just seems like Mary's like checked out or lazy maybe, mm -hmm. and maybe that's why, you know, we have a hard time just saying like, yeah, it was Martha's in the wrong. You know, we have a hard time going there because we have such a productivity driven society. Mm -hmm. And I would say the question to ask 
from this. What I hear a lot of people say, having grown up in church and stuff like that, I'll hear people say, oh, I'm more of a Mary or I'm more of a Martha. It's like, no, no, no. The question that this story brings up is not which one are you more of. It's just where are you a Martha? Everybody's a Martha in certain areas of their life. So where would you say, Shane, you're a Martha? What are some of those things that you're like, man, I can kind of get distracted with these things or become really consumed with them? I think um, kind of in her situation, but not when the guests are there. I mean, we recently just had you and your wife over mm -hmm. with your little, your little boy, Hezzy. Um, but I'm, I'm getting better. Normally, I'm like, I got to have everything perfectly ready for our guests, mm -hmm. whether it's one person or five people or 10 people. But now it's kind of like, no, let's just enjoy the people's company. If you're still kind of getting something ready, it's okay. Let them kind of come in the mess with you. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus is doing. And you know, Mary's the one saying, hey, just come on in. Like, this is, this is us. This is real life. Yeah, you know? we didn't have anything ready. And I'm not trying to per yeah, be per you know, perfect around you. Like I am kind of a mess. So it's kind of, I think they're in different areas where you can just kind of be busy or distracted. And mm -hmm. kind of the way Pastor Todd did, I, I was kind of gearing more of being distracted. Yeah. And so sometimes we want to put on that we're perfect. Our home looks like a Joanna Gaines catalog, but let's be realistic. You know, you're, you're acting like you live like that. You really don't on a daily basis. Yeah. But I think it's okay to bring people in you know, that environment, you yeah. know, it might seem messy to you, but it's also just normal. Yeah. And I think Jesus is like, Hey, like, are you here to impress me or to be with me? Mm. And I think that's what we need to think about too. When we bring others to the table, pastor Todd said, Hey, like invite that person to your home Yeah. and let them kind of join in. I think we made pizza at our house. So yeah. like we have one oven, right? We don't have all these pizza ovens. So it's like you and Sky were eating a little bit, and then we're still making our kids pizza, and then we're, but we're all just kind of conversing and talking, and I think that was more enjoyable than just trying to be perfect yeah. along the way. And I think when we try to dial that presentation all in, mm -hmm. that can really be a huge hindrance to yeah. us actually living out missionally around the table and saying, who can we invite? Because if inviting somebody over to the table is this huge production and it's this big process as a family, then we're probably not gonna do it as much as we should. Yeah, exactly. And so I think simplifying it and saying, and it's not all about pretending to have it all together mm -hmm. or pretending to have all these pieces, but man, it is in entirely about the actual act of breaking bread together. Of, yeah. Of, and that is so doing life together because it's not, it's not performative. It's not all of this like beauty and show. It's no man, this is just essential life. Like I'm gonna pass out if I don't eat at a certain point, like yeah. I just have to eat. And so let's be real with each other and allow the table to be a real place instead of this place where we kind of put on this facade. Yeah, and I think it's what you just said, it can stress you out and then you don't even wanna do it. Yeah. It becomes more of a burden to invite people over and a hindrance and then you're missing that opportunity. It's like, you're just like, well, all this has to be lined up. And it's the, it's the same way it's like, you just need to come to Jesus, you know what I mean? Like just, you don't need to do X, Y, and Z before you go to church yeah. or before you bring someone over, just invite them. Yeah. It's so simple, it's a text now. Yeah. I mean, man, you can copy and paste what you did to the last group we came over, just change their name hopefully, right? Yeah. And send it, it's so simple, but we make it so complicated because we think that they're gonna like, think differently of us because our house is not perfect. Yeah. And none of us are perfect, yeah. so. And I, and I think it's such a, Jesus is so strategic in the way that he sits around a table with people and we would be fools to follow him and to not be strategic that way as well. Mm -hmm. So what would you say are some ways in your life that you have kind of 
mitigated or reduced those distractions, right? I, for me, you know, you're talking about having people over. I'm also thinking about, dude, just my to-do list. Like the stuff that I gotta get done, it just stacks up so much for me. And I get stressed and like, okay, I gotta go and I gotta get this done and I gotta get this done. And um, I, I just wonder like, how is it that you have kind of approached simplifying or being still before Jesus and being able to recognize who you're around? Mm -hmm. To be honest, I mean, it's been, um, it's been praying about it mm. because I think when I had that, that issue, I was like, I was making this an idol of like, I want to be perfect. I want to be, you know, for everyone to present something. But I had to really pray about it because I'm like, wait, this is an idol. And if I'm claiming to be a follower and worshiper of Jesus and God, like, I need to stop that. I need to switch this. Mm. And so I think just praying over it and then just by little bit by little bit, like allowing someone to come over and realizing like, ah, we didn't really clean up the family room. Mm -hmm. There's some toys out or there's some laundry that was half folded, you know, and it's still in the basket there. But I'm like, yeah, this, this is us, you know? And I think when those moments kind of happen, like, okay, we're just slowly, you know, letting, letting this happen, you know, and I'm, you know, we're not slobs, right? Yeah. But, it's, it's okay to bring him in the messiness. And you're kind of just like, hey, I'm, it's okay, you know? Yeah. Because obviously we want to present ourselves well and do things in a wonderful, you know, high capacity way. But I think it also shows others that you're not perfect. Mm. And like, hey, just come on to my house. And then it becomes an easier option for you just to invite people over on a regular basis. Mm. Or there's just dropping in for a cup of coffee yeah. or just stopping in just to hang out and talk. And they're just gonna be, instead of closing the door and keeping them on the front porch because you don't want them to see that laundry yeah. pile in the corner, but you can just bring them in. You're like, yeah, this is my kid's laundry. I'm still folding today. You yeah. know? I don't know. And that should, I think, be a huge goal from this series is to make more normal in our lives. Yeah. Having people over, mm -hmm. doing that, inviting them into those spaces. One of the things that was really significant for me, I would say, in kind of becoming more still, it is still something that I will get swept up in what I have to do and what I want to accomplish all the time. So it's an ongoing process. But one of the things that has helped me become more still in my relationship with Jesus is realizing that it is only in that relationship, that's the only relationship I have in this life, that there isn't a to-do list. There is a to-do list in every other relationship that you have. Mm -hmm. As much as your wife loves you, and as much as my wife loves me, if we just stop doing stuff in our relationship, it's gonna get bad. It's gonna get bad. Yeah. As much as your kids love and adore you, you're gonna become a deadbeat dad really quick mm -hmm. if you just stop showing up, stop doing things. There is a, pre and you've seen it happen, right, with like friendships, right? Friendships with people that you had in the Bay, that is you just moved here and you're no longer near them or whatever, it's like those friendships just begin to fizzle because mm -hmm. you're not doing the stuff that maintains a friendship. Mm -hmm. Every relationship I have has a long list of things that I need to keep doing in order to stay in relationship. Yeah. The beauty of that invitation of Jesus, come to me and I will give you rest. Yeah. The beauty of that invitation is that rest is a rest from performance. Mm -hmm. Because I do not have to perform to be in the presence of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I just have to have faith in his sacrifice for me. Yeah. 
And it is by that and that alone that I get to sit in the presence of God. And I think what we get backwards when I get all Marthaed out in my life, it is because I am trying to do enough for God in order to earn being in His presence. Mm -hmm. If I read my Bible enough, if I serve in church enough, if I attend every week and I do this and that and this and that, and I do all of these things, well now I get to earn being in His presence. Mm -hmm. I've got it backwards. Yeah. I get the beautiful opportunity to be in His presence because of what He's secured for me in His bloodshed. Mm -hmm. And then it is because of that that I now get to go out and do things for Him. My doing flows out of my being with Him. Mm -hmm. But the way that every, every other relationship in our life works is you do enough to earn being, mm -hmm. right? If I work hard enough at my job, hopefully I'll stack up enough money and then I'll be able to retire and kind of chill out, right? Like that's how our whole life mm -hmm. works in every other area. So we as followers of Jesus need to intentionally hear and in our hearts cut against the grain and say, no, 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 I get to be with my Lord and I do things flowing out of my being. Mm -hmm. But I don't need to do anything to earn being in His presence. No, absolutely, no. And I think that's the mistake a lot of people make. I need to do these things before I do that with God. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's, it's like you said, it's all backwards when you think like that. Yeah. And I think there's such a, such a peace, such a stillness when we take that time man, to just get to be with Him. Mm -hmm. That's where that rest is. That's where, um, you know, Jesus, the literal translation of what Jesus said, to Martha in this story was that Mary had chosen the better meal. Mm -hmm. I think what a good like image. If I'm, I can feast upon what I can do, what I can, I can depend on myself or I can depend on him. Mm -hmm. And I want to choose the better meal. Yeah. So um, man, Shane, thank you for this conversation. Thank you yeah. for this food, dude. Um, we're calling this what again? Sourdough delight. Sourdough delight. Yeah. And people can add anything they want to it too. You know, if they have a different idea, mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll be great. I recommend it. Give us some variations that you might add to sourdough delight. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four and a half stars. All right. I think it's real good. Out of five? Uh -huh. Or okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Out of five. Out of <laughs> Are we five, out of five stars? Yeah. That's good. Uh, man, thanks for being on. Yeah. Sean. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Thanks for watching this episode of Tangible Takeaways. As always, uh, don't forget to like the video, share it with a friend, comment some variations of sourdough delight there are you pro cottage cheese or anti uh, and don't forget to subscribe so that you get future videos as well that's all for this week we'll catch you guys next week on tangible takeaways